Welcome to Lights in the Night with Russ Johnson. Join us in our never-ending quest for knowledge on extraterrestrial life, UFOs, and the beyond. Your host, Russ, will lead you on an intergalactic quest to discover alien existence and life expansion. And visit us online at lightsinthenight.org. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for Lights in the Night. Okay, good afternoon. This is lightsinthenight.org, a podcast that we started several weeks ago. I'm Russell. And what we want to bring to you is just a general idea of, of the stuff the Pentagon has done a soft release on and beginning to talk about. Something the government, at least the secret government of the United States and the world, has been holding back for many, many, many years in terms of alien presence on the planet and UFOs coming from different parts of the galaxy, if you will, here. So we want to just follow up on what they have done a soft release on to bring the people to the table who have done research and who have been contactees or abductees or people who just have been doing a lot of research over the years about what's going on for the last 50, 60, 70, 80, maybe 100 years or more. So we have as a guest this morning or afternoon, I should say, uh, a young lady, she's out of Canada, Janice Mayo. She'll tell you more about her experience with the alien, alien presence, and people who are doing some guesswork on whether they are here or not here, whether we're alone or not alone. And so, Janice, thank you very much for being with us. You're from what part? Canada, Victoria? I am, yeah, which is Vancouver Island. Okay. And you've been there all, all of your life, huh? Pretty much, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Right. So, I guess I should ask you, what have you done in your life that maybe you have garnered some information about alien, alien abductions, people who believe in the little people who come from the skies. Let's let's talk about some history that you have run into over the years. Okay. All right. So when the Pentagon first released the fact a couple of years ago that there was a possibility of, they call them UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Projections now, instead of UFOs, I don't know. They changed the nomenclature. I don't know why they changed the name, but anyway. So now they call them UAPs. But they did a soft release saying there is a possibility that there may be aircraft that flies in the skies above us that are from other parts of the universe. And there may be some people who are on those aircraft who are not, who don't look like us. They're from different parts of the galaxy. How do you feel about that? What do you think about all of this and why? Well, I believe there's, you know, ships out there, big ones, small ones. But, you know, sometimes I wonder if the government's trying to um, get us to focus on that and they're up to something else. I don't know, because they have ships. They've... they've um, um, Gosh, they've made ships out there to uh, look like the ex- the extraterrestrials. Yeah, I believe that. Right. They've put together their own ships, the U.S. And you know, they really want us to um, focus on 
It's, it's to take our, away our focus from something else, which I don't know what it is. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, on the other I hand... I believe there is ships out there. Okay, okay. So you're saying you believe that the United States or governments of the world have back-engineered some of the craft that may have been down here, like Roswell of 1947, and they have ships that fly just as fast or just as high as some of those ships that visiting the planet. Okay. Well, I think you're right. I don't yeah. know whether you watch Gaia with David Wilcox or or Corey Good or Emerald Smith or some of those people. But yeah, they have researched that and and proven inclusive conclusively that the United States government has a secret space force and they've had it in place for 50, 60, 70 years. And they have spaceships that go to Mars and Jupiter and other places in the universe. So yeah, that's true. They, they call it a secret space force. So yeah, you're right. So the people who want to do some research, I suggest that all you do is Google all of this. Solar Warden is one of the names. And then they have My Labs, which is another part of the secret government organization. Mm. But you saying your father, some years ago, back in the 50s, said to you at one point that he believed that aliens were here and visiting the planet Earth. Why did you say that? What, what, what caused him to come to that conclusion, you think? Well, I think it's just something that he researched on his own and, and that he really believed. And we know he believed it. But, you know, we were young. We were young, really young. We didn't pay much attention to all of this. And in fact, I didn't pay too much attention to it until about, well, a few, you know, I'd say a decade ago. Yeah, I started thinking about, hmm. But it's always been in my mind. And I think that and my, a friend of mine, Sonia, she said, oh, yeah, my dad was into it as well. He, he, he really believed it, believed that there was extraterrestrials out there. And, you know, um, my husband who passed away said they're right here amongst us. There's a book out, Aliens Amongst Us, I think it is. Right. But, yeah, oh, yeah, they're here, and they ship shape, and they look like us, or they can look like a bird, or they can ship shape into anything they want to. Hmm, interesting. So, people around you have have come to that conclusion over the past 5, 10, 15, 20 years, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. generally speaking, when sure. you talk to your friends, relatives, how do they feel? Do you, is there a consensus that they also believe that aliens are here on planet Earth among them? Well, yeah. Well, you know what? My older son is really in tune with it and my youngest daughter but then my other daughter is hmm, i think she chooses to ignore it uh, she doesn't want to get into it so and and you know it's funny because i've been at the victoria buddhist dharma center for the last 15 years and i've brought it up to a couple of lamas and they don't want to talk about it no but I think they know, but they just don't. It's not something that 
is up for discussion. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. wonder, I wonder why they don't want to talk about it if they know something. Why? I know. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't pressure them because it's not something that you do, right? But they just kind of change the subject. And yeah, I was talking to my friend Sonia about that. And she said, yeah, it's not something that um, is talked about in the center. No. Yeah. Well, I, I need to call the pro- this program that we're doing a basic UFO 101 because we want to keep it basic because there's it, so much information as I read books and listen to other programs, Gaia, Cosmic Connections, Beyond Belief by mm-hmm. George Nori and others. There's a lot of information. And as we do programs now and in the future, we'll get into some of the more difficult constructs, which is sometimes frightening for people. Uh, did you ever come in contact with the 1938 broadcast that Orson Welles did out of New York City, 1938 out of New York? Have you ever listened to that? No, but sounds interesting. No. Yeah. You might want to punch that up. If you go to Google Orson Welles, the big actor, famous mm-hmm. actor, but you and, and do the go and put in 1938 the war of the worlds that was the title of the program but when he was doing the program and i think it was on nbc abc or cbs or one of those stations maybe nbc back in the days when only had three abc cbs and nbc anyway when he was on the air the people who listened to the program went into a panic some people were willing to jump out of the window and panic in the street and call the police department and and many many people did hundreds thousands did that but so they they stopped that they said 1938 hey. yeah right so they said no 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 so later on down in the 60s there was a report coming out of a congressional report they say if alien presence is discovered or a ship is discovered don't tell the people because we don't want them to be frightened again. So is that a good reason to keep the secret so long? Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah, I think so. But I think that the government has an agenda. I, I just, they really do. Why would they be replicating ships like the extraterrestrials and, and um, you know, to get us thinking that they're they're extraterrestrials, but when really they're U.S. ships up there, I, I don't I don't understand that part. Okay, that's well, the part I don't get. Why would they Why would they engineer, like you said, ships like the extraterrestrials and try to? What are they trying to do? Okay, it's very simple. Turn our focus to something to that. Yeah. No, no. Yes and no. Listen, what happened was, I don't want to go through all of it but on this show, but in 1947, there was a crash called Roswell. Did you hear about the Roswell crash, 1947, July of 47? Yeah. Okay. Well, even before that, in 1942, there were thousands upon thousands of unidentified flying objects, UFOs, if you will, over Los Angeles. I mean, thousands for hours, many hours. And if you were to punch that up, 
Google, Google that and you will see what happened. And, okay. and that lasted four, five or six hours. It's called the whatever over Los Angeles. So that, that but anyway, the, mm -hmm. in 47, I'm, I'm trying to make it simple. The 47, when the Roswell crash came, the United States admitted in the newspaper and, and the Air Force and the Army that we found a crash vehicle. We think it came from another planet. The next day they changed it and said, no, no, you can't tell the people that. So they changed it to say, it's a weather balloon. Now, if you want to go back into that history, just put, punch up Roswell, July of 1947. And many books have been written about this. As a matter of fact, there was one guy who wrote a book, Colonel uh, Corsico, Philip Corsico. He wrote a book the day after mm -hmm. Roswell. He's gone now. But you might want to get that book, and if you don't want to read it, they have an audio on Amazon, and it talks about all of that history. Mm -hmm. So they had hidden the fact, they wanted to hide the fact about, at that time that that was true. One, they didn't want, yeah. they didn't know what was going on. They don't want to, to frighten the people, to get them terrified about something they, they didn't understand. And so ever since then, it's been kept a secret. If that answers your question, in part. Yeah, and back then they weren't um, engineering ships, the, the U.S. government. They weren't doing that back then. But why are they doing it now is the question okay. I don't know. Well, because no. the, Truman put together a, a group called Majestic 12. And so the Majestic 12 group is still in place to hide the secret and keep it above top secret, even that the president should, even the, whomever the president was chosen to be in office, he didn't know it because this was outside of the government. And as a matter of fact, uh, Eisenhower, when he took office in, 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 in 52, and he stayed eight years, but toward the end of his, uh, his tour of duty, if you will, let's call it that. He said, here's a statement that he said. He said, in the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwanted influence, whether sword or unsword, by the military-industrial complex. Anyway, the statement goes on. But they didn't want to give him the secrets that Truman had put together in 1947. But it's all in the book. And it's called, let's see, the guy was Michael Seller, S-A-L-L-A. He has a book. And the whole history of it is, so I won't have to go through it. It's called Kennedy's Last Stand. Eisenhower, UFO, mm -hmm. MJ-12, and the JFK assassination. Michael E. Sala, yeah. S-A-L-L-A. And you can get you can get the audio, or you could even go get the book itself and, and read it. It's, it's excellent. A, a heck of a researcher, a very prolific yeah. writer. And a researcher, and he's done all the research on the on this incident. So, to answer your question, it's in that book, mm -hmm. and there are other reasons too. Bob. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Do you know anything about yep. Dr. Stephen Greer? G R E E R. Yes, I've learned about him. Excuse me. <laughs> your shows. I've learned. I've learned a lot on your shows. Like I said in the last broadcast. Okay. Um. You know, through Jillian, through you, through 
whoever else you've had on there. It's on the show. It's um, it's it's a lot. Let's put it that way. It's a lot. Reading all this stuff and taking it all in. And it trying is. To, um, yeah, and trying to understand it all and the whys and how and. You know, and and extraterrestrials. I don't believe they're all bad. I, I really don't. You don't. Believe I think that um, they're here to help us. But some of them could be. But that's another subject, isn't it? Well, that's another big. That's another two-hour discussion about the people who believe yeah. that they are benevolent, and some say they're not benevolent. They're malevolent. The good and the bad of. The species. That, there's so many species that come here, and so do you know of anybody who has been abducted or anybody who has been contacted? Yes, my friend Dale, who I've known for over 40 years, approached me. I would say more than 10 years ago, and she put it this way: I had visitors last night, and she's had a lot of abductions. She wakes up in the morning very tired sometimes and marks on her body and I think that um, well she said that well no she didn't say but I believe from what I've read that her family has been in contact with extraterrestrials for way back for for decades and uh yeah so but anyway dale stopped talking about it she's her lips are sealed now for some reason which we don't know um she doesn't want to talk about it anymore but her son her son when he was a little kid he used to be fascinated with aliens and there was a sign that had an alien on it where we all lived in one community and he was fascinated with that. And he's had visitors. He's a grown man now. He's in his 30s. But um, at that time, he was maybe five. And, yeah, he's had visitors. Thus, little, small, short, grace. Mm -hmm. And, of course, they immobilized them. So right. they can't move, right? Yeah, he stopped talking about it too. He actually told his mother, "I, I just don't want to discuss it anymore." I'm I wonder, done with that. Okay. Yeah. Let's assume that both of those uh, testimonies are true. That she has been abducted, or yeah, and she had marks on her body to prove that she was. And some people have been implanted and all of that. Why would they? Sh why? Why? Why, why do? Do they want to remain quiet now, if I may? Well, that's the big question, isn't it? That's the question. And you mention it, and it's a taboo subject now. So maybe the aliens have shut her up for some reason. They don't want her, her talking. I mean, she's had the tall grays and explained, like, their skin and it's, it's like having a tight suit on is what they look like. It, yeah, she had one laying in her bed one night, right beside her laying down. Mm -hmm. 
Well, maybe two is because. And I believe her. I've known her for over 40 years and she's not crazy. I mean, okay. Okay. really, I know that. Okay. Would you think that maybe it's because when she does mention it at the particular time, 20 years ago or 30 years ago, even 40 years ago, that people around her just kind of scoffed at her, right? Looked at her like she's had two idiots or something. Yes. Her aunt just laughed her head off. Okay. okay. She thinks that they all lost it. Yeah. Well, no, they it, don't. But they don't believe. No. Okay. But since that was this is basic UFO one hundred and one, and if we were to go back twenty or thirty or forty years, and the government always denied it, the fact that they were and, and told people is they were weather balloons, they were different sky apparitions, if you will, without getting into the subject of UFOs because they didn't want people to to know about any of this based on the fact that if you, again, go back to the book by Dr. Seller, Kennedy's Last Stand, and he talks about all of that. Have you read the book or seen the movie Communion by Whitney Streeper? Have you seen that? No. No. Okay. Well, when you get a chance, go no. to, go look at Whitney Streeper's Communion. That's a motion picture that was put out there maybe 15 years ago or better, right? And it's a motion it's picture yeah. that talks about all of that, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. We just had a weather balloon. So uh, they're telling us it was a weather balloon. So, but there was no technology on it but i mean do we believe that 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 was a weather balloon just that was up in the air just recently well jennifer i'll be right back and answer that question be back in a minute okay listen let me go to commercials and we'll be back again in just a moment right here on lights of the night are you worrying about a legal problem like a consumer issue medical bill real estate transaction landlord renter dispute traffic ticket or estate planning Legal issues are a part of life, but that doesn't make handling them any less confusing, frustrating, devastating, or even crushing. And lawyers are expensive. There's a better way. Legal Shield gives you advice and counsel from reputable lawyers near you. Our caring and dedicated law firms can help you with a wide range of legal matters, all for less than a dollar a day. Protecting and empowering you with a law firm in the palm of your hand the Legal Shield mobile app can help you begin preparing your will, take pictures of a traffic ticket, and securely submit it directly to your law firm and speak to a lawyer with just the press of a button or call 24-7, 365 in an emergency. Legal Shield protects over 1.8 million households in all 50 states, plus Canada liberating our clients from legal frustration. Knowing you have a law firm in your corner protecting you can be empowering. Worry less and live more. Sign up for Legal Shield.
Whether you drive for extra income or a full-time job, you want to protect yourself. And since many rideshare and delivery drivers use their personal vehicles, easy, affordable access to legal assistance is a must. As an addition to the Legal Shield Legal Plan, drivers can now access our rideshare and delivery supplement. This supplement helps protect and empower you on the job by providing essential legal services, such as a dedicated provider law firm for phone consultation and legal research, access to a provider attorney who will review documents, make calls, and write letters to help solve legal issues, personal legal help if the IRS audits your rideshare income, advice and defense for rideshare and delivery moving traffic violations. Additional legal services are provided at a 25% discount. Legal Shield is committed to helping members live protected, empowered lives. We pride ourselves on providing fast, affordable services to give rideshare and delivery drivers the peace of mind needed to navigate bumps in the road while helping your business stay on course. Welcome back to Lights in the Night with your host, Russ Johnson. Visit us online at lightsinthenight.org. Now, Keep your eyes on the skies and your ears turned to your radio as we come back to Lights in the Night. Hey, back here at lightsofthenight.org, I'm Russell. And what we want to do is talk about basic UFO 101, the basic stuff, you know, or, or, or UFO basic 100. We're not going to get into anything really deep, but we're going to pass a little bit of information. But as we do these programs week after week after week, we don't have a lot of disclosures, and we're going to have a, a top-notch researchers and people who have not only been abducted, people, people who are contactees, talk about the essence and their experiences, and that's what we have. So, Janice, let me ask the question. What was the question before we went to break that you asked me? Yes, the recent balloon that was in the sky recently, was that, they said there's no technology on it, he just said it was a weather balloon. Okay. So, um, or do we believe that or what? Well, it could have been a spy satellite. It could have been a weather balloon. It could have been a, 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 another type of UFO. Okay, how's that? So, I mean, it could have been all of the above. Nobody really knows. But it's, yeah. it's, it's un, more than likely it wasn't a weather balloon. That's another one of those things. A carryover from 1947, the Roswell crash of 47. Exactly. Yeah, it's better to come on, give me a break. But that's okay. I tell you who has done the kind of research and analysis about what it was and what it is, and that's Dr. Stephen Greer. And he did a, mm -hmm. a documentary called Unacknowledged. He did that about, oh, maybe 10 years ago. More than 600 million people have watched that. That's a lot, right? Yeah. Now he's going to Washington, yep. D.C. Since the day is the 9th of what, May 2023. He's yeah. going to D.C. in June, June 10th, 11th, 12th, and 13th to the National Press Club and disclose a lot and answer a lot of those questions that people have all over the world about what's what, what is really going on. Now, he's been researching this for at least 35, 40 years. He was a physician. Yeah at a hospital in, in charge of the um, emergency room. He stepped aside to do research on this whole subject for the last, and that's all he does, 365 days a year, 24-7.
that's what he does. He, he delves into all of this. So he has a lot of information and he's coming up with a full disclosure and why the government decided to wait all this time to give us the truth about Roswell of 1947 or the many UFOs that were over the White House in 1952 or 1942, the, all the, the UFOs that were in Los Angeles above the skies and that thousands and thousands of people were viewing it. So anyway, in closing, I think we're getting down to the close on this one for this this time this this but mm -hmm. we, we really appreciate you being on is there anything you want to share with the people before we go would, would, for them to follow up a book television any other information because we all need to start doing research on this since it's just a beginning soft disclosure it's called right now before we get into the real the meat of it anything you want to leave with the public well, I agree, and I am going to try my best to get my friend of over 40 years to phone in to this show, which is every Monday at 11, isn't it? Freddie says yes. No, it's not, it's not live here today at 11 o'clock. We're taping. 3 o'clock. Oh, I see. Three o'clock. It's three o'clock. But but if they go to Project Disclosure, that's my website, Project Disclosure, there's a lot of information on it. And uh -huh. we will place all of these programs on that on that website, projectdisclosure.com. Or likesinthenight.org, okay, yeah. either one. You, they'll take you there. And a lot of information will be there. And a lot okay. of interviews will be there. Okay? Yeah. So let well, me Dr. Greer is really, is that's going to be fantastic. He was an anesthesiologist. Right. Okay, Janet, I really appreciate you being on this, the launch of this broadcast, lightsinthenight.org, the podcast, if you will. And we will bring you back sometime in the future. But share the information with your friends and really appreciate you being here on this our second event. The podcast, lightsinthenight.org. Sure will. And thank you, and have a good one here. Thank you. All right, folks, that's all the time we have today. Next time, we want to talk about the hybrid kids being born and coming to the planet. We want to talk about people who are abducted and why they are being abducted. We want to talk about the alien species who are here and been here and who live underground in the hollow earth of our planet. So, so much more, but we want to take it one step at a time. So it's been my pleasure to have you. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time, next week. Lightsinthenight.org. I'm Russell. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to Lights in the Night. Be sure to catch us every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you missed a show, be sure to head to our Facebook page, Lights in the Night with Russ Johnson. You can find us on all social media platforms and our website at lightsinthenight.org. We will see you next week, and as always, keep your eyes and ears peeled for Lights in the Night.